friends. It's an exciting day here on the podcast as I am recording episode number 50. I cannot believe it. Already 50 episodes. I started this podcast September 1st, 2021, and I cannot believe we are already 50 episodes into it. Yay! If you have been here since the beginning, let me just tell you, thank you so much. I have enjoyed hanging out with you here on the podcast and connecting with you on social media. Well, I'm taking a break right now, but that's okay. I'm going to be back soon. And I've loved getting to hear your stories and how this podcast has impacted your life. If you have not left a review, I would love to hear from you. Or if you haven't friended me on Instagram or Facebook, I would love to connect with you over there as well. And if you are new to the up to the podcast, <laughs> um, let me just say welcome. I like to share about things, decluttering, organizing, and habits in your home. And every now and then, I like to sprinkle in some Jesus encouragement and habits in your home business because that's what I'm doing. I have a home business. And I like to encourage women who are in the same place that I'm in as well. Now, if you don't have a home business, that's okay because... You can still connect with me and get some valuable tidbits of information from the podcast because it's really a great podcast for busy moms in general. So also, oh, I almost forgot. We, we, I, the podcast, whatever you want to say, the podcast just hit 20,000 downloads. And I'm not really good at the, like, all the facts and information when it comes to podcasting, but apparently that is a good thing. <laughs> so I am so humbled and incredibly honored to have each and every person who is tu- tuning into the podcast be here with me. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for talking about it. And thank you for just being here and wanting to make your home and your family life better. I really want to help lead you in the path of finding peace and joy in your home. So stick with this show. I promise there is peace and joy to be found for you. Speaking of peace, I am finally in our newly renovated office upstairs recording this very episode for the first time. (laughs) For the past 49 episodes, I've been downstairs in my husband's side of the closet And though it has provided some really good acoustics, it is not visually inspiring. (laughs) Where I'm sitting in my upstairs office, I have our big oak tree and it's just really beautiful. Actually watching the sunset right now. Oh my goodness, I wish you could be here with me having some tea. I don't drink coffee, but you can have your coffee. (laughs) Um, So I am just so honored for you to be here and so excited to be recording in my office. And if you would like to see where I started with the show and where I am now, um, head on over to habitsandhome.com and click on the blog to see this episode and see some pictures of where we started and where I am now. Um, Oh, while you're there, make sure that you grab some home management freebies that I've put together for you and that will get you added to my email list And I promise I do not spam. I like to provide really good content in my emails. You do not want to miss that. Um, Almost like a checklist, a weekly checklist when I send out 
the update for the podcast episodes, and then I give you a do it right now and delete list of things to do. It is super valuable and you don't want to miss those emails. All right, so now for today's show, which is all about sprucing up your curb appeal for the spring. The other day, I had Jared, my husband, go to a local supplier and grab some pine straw bales for me. I love to refresh my flower beds about twice a year, once in the spring and once right before fall. And um, while I was freshening up the flower, now, let me just give you a little, yard work may not be your thing, but it is definitely my thing. As I've gotten older and older, it is like, it's life-giving for me, especially right now when the weather is just perfect in Florida. Actually, the weather for me is always perfect in Florida. I love it hot. I love it mild. I don't love it very cold. That's why I just, I love living in Florida because we don't get really harsh winters. And I've also, I also love, love, love summertime. I love it when it's really, really hot. We have an outdoor shower that has a palm tree over it. I'm giving you way more information than you need, but we have a palm tree that has a, our shower that has a palm tree hanging over it. And it is the most like serene place in my home. So probably my front porch in the evening at sunset and then my outdoor shower are my favorite places. Also my garden. Okay, I like everything in my house. <laughs> um, so anyway, I thought the other day, I was having a conversation while I was doing some yard work and fluffing up the flower beds and adding pine straw to the flower beds. I was having a conversation with one of my business buddies through Voxer. And I always get lots of good ideas and lots of inspiration and, and revelations while I'm working outside. If you're like that, or if you need some inspiration, go work outside. I also get it while I'm exercising in the morning. But I wanted to share a little behind the scenes of what it's like to get clarity in your life. The process of getting more and more clarity. The process of weeding out what's unnecessary. And the grace that you need to extend yourself to find your God callings and your purposes and the paths that he wants you to take. So here's what it looks like to be a fly on the wall when I'm talking with one of my friends. So I just have to make that a part of my like monthly routine, all the things, all the things. But the main important thing is I want to work with my hands more and I want to be more present with my family. Money, it's not worth it to me. Success not worth it to me. I don't even want to be famous. I don't even want to be popular. So like the thought of leading a, a group of people in like a Facebook group, uh, I already do that. It already overwhelms me. I don't want to be on that pedestal. Some people want that. Like I would love to go and speak at women's events, but like on an ongoing basis, do I want to lead a group? No, I don't want to do that. Like I want to be like kind of like the support person. I want to be that. I want to come in, share, share my story. That's basically what I want to do. I want to share my story. I want to share what I have inside. And then I just want to be like, I want to like have a small core group of friends and people that I associate with. Yes, that that is ultimately. And I think that's, that's what we have to figure out. 
is what do we actually want? We keep going back and forth with all these ideas and these visions and these, what do we actually want? Like, I want time to spend in my garden. Like, I spent like two, maybe no, maybe an hour putting pine straw in my garden last night. Oh my gosh, it just, not my garden, but around my, my house. And I just want to beautify my house and make it pretty, make it like, I want to host people. I want to have, um, I want to have tea parties. I don't know what to call it. Like tea parties at my house. I'm going to host people. And I want that. That is what I want. That is what I want. I want to blog about that. So yesterday I got my daughter to take a picture of me putting pine straw in my garden or around my house. And I said, I'm going to, I'm going to, my next podcast episode is going to be three things that to spruce up your home, to spruce up the curb appeal. And I'm going to put a little bit of that in my blog on, on my website. So anyway, I, I know I'm rambling, but we just got to get to, we have to get to the point and figure out what we want. And it can't like just change all the time. Jared told me, he's like, he's like, Lisa, you need to just write down what you want because your, your finish line or your, your expectation changes all the time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have no clue. So I need to quiet the noise, figure out what Lisa wants, not what everybody else wants, not what every other coach or online professional wants. What do I want? I want to go in people's homes because I want something. I want an outlet outside of my home. So when I come home, I feel like I can pour into my home because I've already poured outside of my home a little bit. That's what I want. I like my podcast. I'm going to stick with that because I like it and I like my blog. Better than that, scratching things off the list. So let me give you a little backstory to where this conversation started. We were talking about Facebook groups and using Facebook groups to support our clients, our potential clients. And I'm just not in that place right now where I want to start a brand new Facebook group. I already have a Facebook group with almost a thousand members for my essential oils business. And I pour a lot of time there. And the thought of starting a brand new group to support y'all is a little overwhelming. So I am in the process of weeding out what I actually want to do with this business and with my life. So let me ask you, friend, what do you need to cut out? not just in maybe a home business, but in your life. What are the things that right now are not life-giving? They could be in a couple of months when you've grown a little bit more, but right now in the season that you're in, this week, this month, this year, what do you need to weed out of your life that is draining you or that is just not exciting to you? I want you to write down what you actually want like Jared told me to do, list it out. List what I actually want. Get it out of your head, get it on paper so it's more concrete. All right, friends, let's get out of that really heavy and deep subject and move on to something a little lighter. Let's talk about how to spruce up your curb appeal for spring. And welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes 
by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff, not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. So earlier I mentioned I have three ideas for you to spruce up your curb appeal, but I actually have five for you. So grab a pen and piece of paper and take some notes because it's going to be a straightforward episode, more like a no fluff Friday episode, because I've already taken up a lot of your time in the intro and I really want to get these ideas to you right now. All right, so number one is your flower beds. The easiest way to spruce up your flower beds and create like a a border or a boundary around your house is to add mulch or new mulch and or pine straw. I personally like to use pine straw because it blocks weeds so much better. My sister-in-law, she built her house a couple of years ago and she laid down the black garden mesh that you try, like the weed blocker, and she put mulch on top of that and she still had weeds coming through. And so I have always used pine straw because we have pine trees in our yard and it's just free and available. Um, So if you are struggling with weeds in your flower bed, switch from mulch to pine straw and it's going to work out so much better for you and you're not going to have to weed as much. So the first thing to spruce up your flower beds with pine straw or mulch if that's the only thing available to you, but highly recommend pine straw instead. The second thing that I recommend that you do to spruce up your curb appeal is to work on the exterior of your house. And how I do this, we personally have a white um, wood built house. And for us to spruce up the exterior house, it means pressure washing our house. That probably across the board is for everyone. If you have a metal roof, if you have shingles as a roof, you need to probably pressure wash your roof, pressure wash your windows, be really careful if you have single pane windows like I do in our 1950 farmhouse. Um, So pressure washing your house is going to really clean it up more than you know. You really don't even realize how dingy and dirty your exterior of your house is until you get your pressure washer out and you start to clean it and you realize the difference that it makes. So clean up the exterior of your house, the porches around your house. We have concrete porches and they always get dirty because they're not sealed. And so the pressure washer is like a mom's best friend. If you have never used one, ladies, you are missing out is really therapeutic you can't even listen to a podcast or any kind of music because it's so loud so get the pressure washer out have your husbands show you how to use it and you will just fall in love and you will you will wash everything i promise a couple years ago i washed i used the pressure washer for the first time and i was like where have I been? <laughs> I'm, I was like 35 years old when I first used it. And I was like, where have I been for the last 35 years? And why have I not used a pressure washer? But fair warning, do not go barefoot while you're using it because it is extremely dangerous on your feet and it can take the skin off of your feet. So make sure you wear shoes while you are pressure washing. So pressure wash the outside of your house, 
pressure wash your porches, your carport, all of the things. The third thing that you can do to spruce up your curb appeal is to create walkways. Now, if you would live in the country like I do, you don't have a designated walkway when, or you may not have a designated walkway when someone pulls up to your house. If you have lots of acreage, um, sometimes you just have grass and you go, you walk up to the porch. So it can really increase your curb appeal by adding different pavers, bricks. You can even upgrade and have somebody come and pour concrete. We plan on doing that soon. My daughter is like, mom, no, don't do that because it's going to feel like we live in a neighborhood or a subdivision. But I think you could still live in the country and have concrete sidewalks and it still feel really nice. Um, I just don't want to walk through the mud when it's raining to get to my house. And when people pull up to your house, it gives them a designated place to to go to enter your house and it just feels a lot nicer you can easily do this with pavers from your local hardware store it's really really easy to do i recommend laying down sand and some sandstones or river stones before or when in while you're in the process so that the so that you get it really nice and even and you don't have any wobbling stones or anything like that. So if you don't have walkways to the entrances of your house or mainly the main entrance, I love the idea. A lot of people are like, they, they welcome anybody to their back door, but people like the I don't know, the like electricians, we have people coming to our house all the time, electricians and plumbers and the delivery man, like I really don't want them coming to my back door. They're unfamiliar and we leave our back door unlocked and I really want guests that I'm not familiar with to come to the front door. Well, people won't come to the front door if it doesn't feel like that's where they're supposed to go. So create a parking area and sidewalks to get to your front door so it feels more inviting for people that you're not familiar with, okay? Um, if you live in a subdivision, you probably don't have to even worry about this. So spruce up your walkways by pressure washing it, by edging it, using an edger or a weed eater um, to clean up your, your walkways. Okay, the next one, number four, is your plants. So trim your hedges and get new flowering plants for two pots, like just two, beside your front entrance. Don't overdo it because if you're not a plant keeper, a natural plant keeper, if, that, if that's not your thing, you are going to kill your plants because you're going to forget to water them. Um, so for me, I really feel like it says a lot about a person if they take the time to add flowers to your to their house. It just feels more inviting, more welcoming, and even adding flowers around your mailbox. I know that sounds really just snooty or whatever, or maybe judgmental, but when I pull up to somebody's house and their mailbox is decorated, I just already feel happy and at home with this person. So if that's the kind of vibe that you want to give off to your guests, to your friends, whoever's stopping by, take some time, decorate around your mailbox, decorate your front door, make it look really nice. All right, the fifth and final thing is doors. 
So how you can spruce up your doors for spring is repaint your doors to your home if they need it. Mine need it really bad right now. <laughs> um, so that's why I came up with this one because I'm thinking of all the things that I'm gonna actually do. I am not going to encourage you to do something that I'm not actually going to do myself here on this podcast, just to let you know. So think about it. Do you want to change your door color? Is that something that you want to change right now? Um, So think about the message that you want to convey for the exterior of your house. Are you a more like classic and minimal and a simplistic kind of person that's more like who I am. So if you're that kind of person, paint your door black, white, or just do like a wood stain. I love the look of a wood stained door. Mine were white when we moved in. I've painted them all black. Well, they're black on the inside, but white on the outside because I haven't decided if I want to go black. But my friend Mindy, I I love this girl. She has a beautiful home and she has stained wood doors. It's kind of like a modern farmhouse, but it's it's a brand new house. And I just love the look of her stained door. So I really want to, we have old, really heavy wood doors. And I kind of want to tackle the project of stripping them and seeing if I can get that stained wood look. So anyway, if you're a more classic, minimal person, go with black, white, or a stained wood. If you're more fun and adventurous and bold, you probably want to make a bolder statement with your front door. So shades of red, blue, green, yellow, that's gonna be really, really fun. And you can change it from year to year. Also, to spruce up your door, are you a person who likes to hang wreaths on your door? I am not a person that likes to hang wreaths on my door because I love the look of just a really classic door. I also love screen doors. (laughs) I am such a nostalgic type of person. I love the sound of a slamming screen door. And I just, I just love like the look of a plain screen door. I want to put screen doors around my entire house because I want to leave my doors open and not have bugs inside and just have the wind blow through the house and get that cross ventilation. It Oh, that just makes me feel so good inside. <laughs> and that's why we live where we live in our little farm or our farmhouse. And I just want my kids to make all the memories here. And I want to start being a cookie baker. Okay, I digress. I'm getting off on tangents. <laughs> all right, so go back to the wreaths. Do you need to um, change your wreath out? Now, I have organized for um, a client, and I worked with her downsizing her wreaths. Some people, if you're into wreaths, you are into wreaths. You probably have stacks of wreaths because you just love them. You see them at little antique stores, or you see them at markets and craft shows and stuff, and you buy all the things. try to downsize them a little bit and weed out the ones that have gotten nasty and old and grungy and just cut back. And I recommend if you're going to be a wreath keeper and you love that practice of changing out your wreaths, my mother-in-law for one thing, uh, for one, is a person who changes her home decor every single month. And I love it. I love that about her. That is just not for me. 
Um, I tried to be that because when I married my husband, I thought, oh, that's so cute. I want to be like her. And I, and it was just too much. It was too much for me to store and to keep up with and to dust. And I just, I don't have to do all the things. I can let other people do the things. My husband tells me, just let people, just let some people, just let people do things. You don't have to do everything. Just let somebody else do something. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, getting back to the wreaths, I recommend having a wreath for each season. So winter, spring, summer, and fall. And that probably won't take up a lot of room. So it's springtime. So get out your spring wreath and don't make it like like an Easter wreath, like specific for a specific holiday. Make it more of like a springtime wreath and that way you don't have to change it out for every single holiday and you can change it out for just the season. All right, friends, that is what what I have for you today. Let's go back over those and write them down. So number one, spruce up your flower beds with some pine straw or mulch. Number two, pressure wash the outside of your house, your porches, and your sidewalks. Number three is spruce up your walkways or create walkways to the entrances of your house. Number four, get some plants around your house, get some new flowers, ferns, make it look pretty. And number five is to spruce up your door by repainting it or adding a pretty wreath. All right, if you would like to connect with me more, you can find me on social media. I am taking a break at the moment, but I plan to be back next month. Also, I have a Telegram group where I do offer more support beyond the podcast. And don't forget to go to habitsandhome.com slash freebies to grab my home maintenance freebies over there. All right, friends, I'll see you right here next week on the Habits and Home Show.